We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for Fitzy and Hart with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Second down and 10 from the New England 30. Hey, from Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM, WEEI, WEEI.com, and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network, this is a late Saturday afternoon edition of the award-winning Fitzy and Hart radio program. It's not a program, but we, of course, vibe with anyone and everyone who pronounces it any which way that they so choose. If you would like to get in touch with us today for some hot two-way sports talk action, you can give us a shout at 617-779-7937. Our Celtics beat writer slash six rings and football things podcast producer Justin Turpin is on the ones and the twos. So you can say, what up, Turp? And of course, he'll be monitoring the socials and checking us out on the text line at 37937. Today on the show, we further discuss the fact that Pat's nation has quickly turned into resignation after another abomination last Sunday and could tomorrow be the termination of multiple careers of pivotal Patriots players we shall soon find out oh but the cruel irony if in fact the Patriots travel back to the scene of last year's late December crime a Bermuda Triangle if you will which Harton I believe has turned out to actually have haunted each and every player involved in the end of that game could it be Josh, Jacoby, and Jimmy that deliver the ultimate death blow to the Patriots and what used to resemble their dynasty? We'll find out exactly 24 hours and two minutes from now. We're at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Hart, and of course, coming to you from at WEEI. Mr. Hart, do we have your South Coast Studios in operation, sir? Indeed, I'm there he here is. to talk football. Hey, uh, Andy, right before the program, uh, you sent out a uh, little video of your son playing football last night, throwing okay, an absolute... Okay, I don't know that we need to talk about that. Oh, I was going to say it was just an absolute... It was a dime. Okay, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. An, it dropped it right in the bucket. Beautiful pitch and catch, as also football coach and producer Justin Turpin described it as. And if Turp has the audio ready, my eldest son wanted to make a contribution to the show. He has recently taken up... I'm not sure if you have heard. You remember, you remember Timmy Trumpet, whose song was used by Edwin Diaz as yep. his uh, viral entry music into uh, 
uh, the Mets games last year. Of course, then, of course, he uh, tore his ACL celebrating at the World Baseball Classic this year. Well, I would now like to introduce you to Thomas Trombone, uh, who wanted to make a contribution to the program. He wanted to uh, send the Patriots off to Vegas with a little bit of a rally song. So, Terp, hit it. Uh, it's way better than I expected and way better than their it's better than their performances the last two weeks. That's what Absolutely. Turp and I were saying in text. It's almost like the ten year old's better at Trump on than the You're Patriots right. are at football. Absolutely. That should be Malik Cunningham's uh, music when he uh, runs out onto the field at Allegiant Stadium. Oh, my God. I Hopefully. can't believe. Uh, exactly. Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good opener, Hart, because I didn't want to get right in and immediately on top of the grousing and complaining. And is this the end of Belichick and what the hell, McCorkle, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. I did hear a whole lot of that earlier on a very robust edition of Laird and Curtis or Ken and Curtis or whatever they call that program. Uh, John Lyons, of course, joined them for the final hour. Then we had three hours of KJ and Lyons coming at you today on WEEI. I'm sure there's probably still plenty more people who want to hop on the line and tell you how they feel about Belichick, what he's done to the team, the fact that we don't have a line, Max, not him. But let's actually try to like... Let's try to like suss out that one little thread of positive. Maybe that yes. that one little glimmer of hope. The something we could look forward to tomorrow because I got to tell you, any engagements and interactions I've had with any kinds of Patriots fans, friends that I text with, people on Instagram, the socials and beyond has been so unbelievably negative the past couple of days. Everyone is in. They all want to deep six it for Drake. They all want to crash for Caleb. The tankathon is on in the eyes of most and many in Patriot Nation right now. And they want blood. They want scalps. They want pelts. Uh, poor Mac, irreparably broken, or at least maybe in New England up to this point now. Get him out of here. Bill Belichick, everyone's done with him at this point. Get him out of here. They don't trust him to rebuild or rebuild, if you will. <laughs> uh, but maybe, just maybe, we could see a little something different tomorrow. Whether it fails or whether it succeeds, I'm not sure. But apparently, according to reports, and I even just read as much from a tweet from Jeff Howe a little while ago uh, that Malik Cunningham has been a significant part of the Patriots game plan and, and their 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 preparation for the Las Vegas Raiders tomorrow at 4.05 at the fancy nightclub that also happens to double as a football stadium. What do we think of that? And Mr. Hart, how could you possibly see him being involved? So I find it interesting because I believe it was this Tuesday that Bill O'Brien, when talking about Malik Cunningham, talked about him not getting a lot of QB reps in practice, getting receiver reps and some Taysom Hill looks last week in preparation for the Saints. So that was Tuesday, still plenty, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they had practice time, so that could have changed. But I find that interesting that, what, basically five weeks of practice into the season, he had primarily been going still down the wide receiver road, um, and that role and learning there, and now maybe there was an uptick of QB reps. I'm all for it. I, mm -hmm. I wanted more Demario Douglas last mm -hmm. week. Obviously, that's an issue to deal with his health and his uh, concussion protocol, but um, they need more athletes, playmakers. Fitzy, the E-word, entertainment value in the, the city of entertainment. You're in Vegas. Because it's I'm going to be sad if the biggest entertainment value I get on Sunday is the cutaways to the sphere and oh, showing me uh. what the sphere can do. Well, because... uh, speaking of spheres, I've got I've got something uh, 
I've got something that will certainly catch your eye from the side of the road. I, Terp, do I dare say this may even, uh, does this get uh, a breaking news sounder? Uh, if I can find it, yeah. Give me, give me one second. I'm a little rusty here. <laughs> hey, Thomas, get the trombone. We need a breaking news sound. Burm, burm. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Ladies and gentle fans, tomorrow you may very well be getting a glimpse of some aspect of the future of the offense in Foxborough. You'll just be getting it in Las Vegas. According to at Rap Sheet, the hashtag Patriots are moving quarterback wide receiver Malik Cunningham from the practice squad to the active roster, sources say. A little extra juice. He just followed that up moments ago with this. Rather than an elevation, Malik Cunningham is being signed to the 53-man roster with a three-year deal, source said. Nice. So there you go, Andy. Let's play ball. I don't know it's if it's going to work. On. It may be abysmal because, I'll be honest, we all saw it. At practice, there were times when he got his limited reps at quarterback in practice that it didn't look good. But you know what looked good? We will always have that fourth quarter drive in the preseason mm -hmm. right down the field. He's running. He's throwing. Let's just pretend in our dream of dreams that Trey Nixon caught the ball in the end zone. But it was a fun drive. And we haven't had a lot of fun since then this regular season. So I'm all for it. You know, beggars can't be choosers. Desperate times call for de desperate measures. Whatever cliche you want to throw out. Just give me some Malik Cunningham to look forward to. See, I don't know how they're going to use him. I uh, Don't care. Get him out there. That's the thing. I don't care. Here's what Patriots fans will get in Malik Cunningham being active and now signed to the 53-man roster. He's not going back to the practice squad, obviously. Now they've got four quarterbacks on the active roster, except he's not necessarily being designated as a quarterback. Uh he very well could be listed as a special teamer on the roster. He could be listed as a wide receiver. Who cares how the, at what position they designate him? Uh, he could His speed could Just be used Just an FYI, on anywhere. the official release from yep. this week when he was on the practice squad, but he's still okay. on, in the press release on the Patriots roster, he is listed as a quarterback. He is listed. Okay, so the yes. Patriots will be carrying unless they designate either Bailey Zappi or Will Greer as an inactive, and they already have... In full Joe Castiglione voice, seven inactives who did not even make the trip out there. The Patriots are so banged up right now. The Pats actually as banged up as most of us probably are the day after watching these horrible games. They now will be having four quarterbacks unless Greer or Bailey Zappi make the trip and then are inactive. Now, if they does now if he's listed as a quarterback, Andy, uh, the, yeah. how how does how can they the, can they just bring him into the game and use him wherever they so choose? Oh, yeah. Or, like yeah, the, yeah. Or, do, or do the rules get muddy like that? No, no, no. The only rule that would matter is if there was an um, emergency third quarterback thing going on. Um, but if you're a quarterback, you can come play receiver whatever, you know, however you want. That, that's fine. And I expect, given the injuries and numbers game at receiver, depending on how some of those um, game inactives play out or whatever availabilities, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him in a slash role, in a Cordell yes. Stewart slash jet sweep role quarterback backfield role they need creativity they need fun they need playmaking they need spark and i think he has the potential to bring all that now the flip side of this if if i'm listening to this and i'm in miami or i'm in new york or i'm in buffalo or hell if i'm in vegas even you're well actually we've been in hell for the last several weeks but yes i'm i'm mocking this this is what the patriots have become 
they just called up an undrafted practice squad slash QB dude, and that's what excites them. That's how bad it is. They're banking on that to add entertainment value or spark the offense. That's a sad state of affairs in New England. And I think oh, that's a fair Oh, it most assessment. certainly is. Yeah. It most certainly but is. But you know what? Damn it, we need something, and we're going to hang our damn hats on Malik Cunningham. Well, okay, no DeMario Douglas tomorrow. Now, this could be in, this could be one of the reasons why he was signed to the 53-man yes. roster and gets gets the three-year deal because you have no pop Douglas, so you've got no pop in the slot, period, literally and metaphorically. Uh, no Juju. I'm going to miss that. And we, How do you we'll, tell that? We'll get to, uh, and, we'll get to Andrew Callahan's you know report on that. What's that? How do you tell Juju's not there? Because <laughs> when he's there, I don't know that he's there. You wouldn't even There's know no that there, he's there. there. There's no there what? there. When he's there, he's not there. He's not that's there, the, he's there. That's the, the only football thing... equivalent of if a tree falls in the forest, there's no one right. there to hear. That anyone... yeah. The only way we'll know he's not there is that when the broadcast crew wants to do the story about the terrible decision the Patriots made by letting Jacoby Myers go to the Raiders and catch balls for the Raiders and make plays for the Raiders, they can't do a split-screen cutaway to Juju Smith-Schuster because he's mm-hmm. not there. That's the only way we'll know he's not there. Well, maybe they could, but we could also see that fancy picture of him wearing the uh, nobody, no one is coming, it's up to us sweatshirt. True. Or him getting pissy with his others about stink, stank, and stunk, and then going out and getting 86 yards in the first five games of the year and averaging 6.6 yards per reception. Uh, he actually averages that much? I, I think that's what it was last <laughs> I checked. By the way, did you know tomorrow's game is a Nance and Romo affair. CBS has sent the A-team all the way out to Vegas. Now, I heard Curtis earlier opining that this has to be basically them doing a dry run for the Super Bowl. So Nance and Romo are familiar where where everything is because I can never imagine a broadcast network that spends millions, if not billions, that has the rights to the NFL would possibly ever Send their top broadcast team, their A-team, out for a 2-3 and hosting a 1-4 and affair. Well, can I ask you a question? Is there um, train wreck uh, NASCAR crash value to the to Bill Belichick's Patriots? Like, will some people nationally watch it just to see them fall apart and fail? And are we there yet? Against, uh, yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, it kind of it kind of does. And also, and we'll get to this when we come back. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on Malik Cunningham being signed to the active roster. Could he be involved tomorrow? How heavily? Where would you like to see him? And so much more. Your Mac thoughts, your Bill thoughts. We're going to get to Bill Belichick and what this day, what this particular game could mean for him and his quarterback. I'm not even really sure if it's his quarterback, but well, it's this quarterback. What this game could mean for all of them. 617-779-7937. We will come back and hit you up with all that action and so much more. We're with you till 6 o'clock here today on the flagship of Boston Sports. But first, Justin Turpin has got you and your trending sports news now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Late Saturday afternoon edition of Fitzy and Hart coming at you on WEEI 617-779-7937 is your number. We take a brief reprieve from the Bella bashing and the Mac whining to share the news with you that Malik Cunningham, the Patriots rookie undrafted free agent, former Louisville quarterback slash now wide receiver, has been signed from the practice squad to the active roster, it's a three-year deal for Malik Cunningham. Now, Andy, I want to ask this just as someone who uh, acts as a little bit of a human gridiron Google for the Patriots and is fascinated by these things. Their streak came to an end this year of an undrafted free agent making the active roster when Malik Cunningham was cut mm-hmm. on cutdown day going from 90 to 53. But now that Malik Cunningham has been signed to the active roster five games into the season, does that technically count on their behalf? No. Or Nope, no, no, sorry. No. So that was a streak of opening day rosters, yeah. Opening day roster, okay. Yep, yep. That's too bad. He, that's but he's back. But he's back. That's the thing. He's back. I mean, everyone that's been cut has been back at some point. What a strange... The, uh, the more well, I just think about it... You don't have a lot it, of talent. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, this is really how it works. Uh, and we'll get to the whole talent deficit thing. Um, I'm not sure if you had a chance to both listen to Andrew Callahan yesterday when he called into the afternoon show and spoke with Jones and Mego and Arcan, or if you had a chance to read his Saturday notes or his Friday piece that he put out with Doug Kide. But uh, a lot of people in the building and outside around the league don't think too highly these days of young Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, nor the Patriots' talent on the whole as well. And I think uh, I re- I really think this is not just to bait for calls or be the temporary mayor of hot take city. But if the Patriots don't win tomorrow's game, and I know there's a lot of people in such twisted capacity that don't want to see the Patriots win tomorrow's game. I mean, I've even had people tell me that they're pissed that the Patriots beat the jets at this point because that screwed up their chance to shoot for the number one draft pick overall. But if the Patriots lose tomorrow and they lose in another one of these catastrophic fashions where both they make, a lot of mistakes on their own. There are self-inflicted wounds and there are just gaping holes exposed in their defense and on their offensive line. We're talking like three sacks from Max Crosby. Uh, Jimmy G goes for three fifty and three touchdowns. Josh Jacobs rips a long one off. He gets to the six point house could be, let's say it's like 34 to 10. I don't know if a lot of people that are going to be on aircraft one or aircraft two or whichever one has the coach and the quarterback are going to come back to find that they still have jobs. And I mean, Oh boy, yeah, old boy's right, Bill. <laughs> um, I think that's a little dramatic. Uh, I think there are significant changes coming. I, I, I told you, Fitzy. I now think Mac is gone. Um, it's just when, not how. And I don't. I, I would now be surprised if Bill Belichick were running the Patriots as of next year. I just, I don't see how this plays out for the seventy-two-year-old to return to a team that is so lacking in talent and direction and has spun its wheels for four years post Tom Brady. I I just don't know how you say, yeah, yeah, we're going to give the old guy another shot to make a run at this record or, or whatever you'd be trying to do at this point. So the, it, to me, it's just about how the, what is it? The denouement, the, the the, denouement. Yes. That's what we're doing here. Figuring out how this kind of 
the falling action after the climax. We are in the end game, as they like yep. to say, Mr. Hart. Indeed. So, uh, barring Wait, is some... this coaching hospice at this point? My God, this got really kinda, more morbid. Kinda. Uh, it kind of is. Barring like a crazy, and it happens in sports, crazy, unbelievable runs, but barring a, some crazy, unbelievable run to the playoffs and then win a playoff, like whatever, I just... The talent isn't there. The direction isn't there. The I'm not sure the buy-in is even there. I thought the Mac Jones, Fox, Whisper, Garbage, Meal thing was a first step toward soap opera-like real dysfunction within the organization. And I think that's all that's left is those are the last wheels to truly fall off, and you might be heading in that direction. It's just... Again, we, we have pointed out so many times over the course of this program, the Six Rings post-game show, the podcast, and beyond, how at surface level, unpatriot-like so many of these things seem, yet if you really took, take a look at the grand view of things, if you want to use the whole corporate cliche of, uh, well, let's just take a 10,000-foot view of how things have worked out the last few years, these are almost becoming more new patriot way things players tweeting out about their playing time and the lack thereof, like Jalen Mills this week, a friend of Mac Jones assailing the talent on the team, calling it garbage. Mac Jones last year going behind the coaches back to complain about the offense, people being shipped off because they push back against the game plan last year to have an offense reverse engineered by a former defensive coordinator and a special teams pal. It's just uh, bad special teams play more turnovers than touchdowns on the season. That's a fact, Jack. I just, I, and I'm almost getting used to it. And I wonder at what point can anybody grab the controls in the throttle and just pull us out of this tailspin? And who's it going to be? I, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, the most obvious. No big deal, Malik. Yeah, it's Malik Cunningham, obviously. Just, well, yeah, just save the season. Save the franchise. Mm-hmm. Save uh, the record chase. Save the career the of Bill Belichick. Yep. The legacy. Save save everything. Um Gerard Mayo is I know people are like, oh, who are they going to get? But like as recently as this offseason, Robert Kraft said Gerard Mayo is going to be an NFL head coach and we hope it's here. Like, I'm just going to take people at their words. Right. Like that was yeah. a simple on the record comment from Robert Kraft. And it's Robert. We Kraft's hope decision. it's here. Isn't it? So, I mean, where else like, would he go unless somebody swoops in and. and 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 they hold on to Bill and he's like, well, someone else offered me a job, so I'm going yeah, to Chicago or I'm I mean, going to. The obvious next step is Gerard Mayo runs the Patriots, and maybe that's with Steve Belichick as the DC and Bill O'Brien as the OC. I don't know how all those details play out. I still wonder about Matt Groh and how much credit and or blame Matt Groh gets for the um, lack of talent, talent, the, the, the Pierre Strongs and the Tyquan Thorntons and these various draft picks that you once dubbed great that I have questions about. What's yeah. That? Yeah, the, the and the the once vaunted Remember when 2022 draft class that we are, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's plenty. There are plenty. Of, there are plenty of columns, tweets, reactions, sound bites, and more that we all would like a mulligan on or a walk back. And that not would me. be one of mine. Oh yeah, you regret nothing. No regrets. Right. Old no, no regrets. Hard himself. Nope. 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 No regrets. I'm full speed ahead. I predicted this. I predicted last year. I predicted this year. Although I did think I didn't think Mac was this bad. No, Mac. Had but been but again, horrific. Mac has been horrendous. He's been horrible, horrendous. All your H O words. How, however, another speaking of H O words, 
you have to stop and think for just a second, why has the kid been this bad? He can't have just completely forgotten how to play the damn position. No. From 2021 when we were all excited and Mac to the Future Fever was gripping the region that was still obviously mourning the loss of their goat, their lord and savior from just a year and a half past. He can't have been. He's been organizationally broken. And while yeah. I don't think it's ever going to work here, I'm not outwardly rooting for him to go somewhere else and then shove it back in the Patriots and or Belichick or Patricia's or Judge's face. But I would at least like to see there has to be some sort of curiosity from the average fan to want to see Mac Jones go somewhere else and have there be uh, a reasonably talented offensive line, so, some depth on the line, some some assets, weapons, or good receivers that he could throw to, and a coach that isn't seemingly intent on trying to, you know, uh, break him, if you will, and just go see how he does. I just, I, I, I can only imagine a lot of people regionally would be curious to see that. It's a, it's a bit of a morbid curiosity, if you will, but I, I, I personally would like to see it. I just don't know how in the holy Hades it's ever going to work here. Yeah, and I, I, it's not all Mac's fault. He has been broken by his situation and his surroundings. Now, he has not overcome it. He's not been a solution. He's not made it better. And the last couple of weeks, certainly the second quarter in Dallas, was a, a bottoming out like I never thought we would really mm -hmm. see. Um, I thought he was a high-floor, low-ceiling kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Now he looks like he could be a low-floor, low-ceiling kind of guy based on the way he's played the last couple of weeks. I mean, if he can't execute a pitch to Ramondre Stevenson oh, on that well-drawn-up well just... play. Well, yeah. what are we doing here? I mean, <laughs> as I said, high school quarterbacks across the country everywhere, not even the good ones, are like, yeah, I can make that play. You just yeah. pitch the ball to the running back. It's, it's not that hard, Mac. No, it's not that hard. And yesterday, uh, we'll get to the phones in just one second. Hang tight, guys. I see you guys lined up at 617-779-7937. Yesterday, you put out a poll which I found quite interesting. A lot of polls Bill Belichick was involved in regionally uh, that were not too favorable uh, for his ranking, for his stead as both general manager, coach, or just, you know, uh, operator extraordinaire of the New England Patriots. Uh, your tweet was, which member of the Patriots organization is currently under the most pressure? Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, other. Please name in comments. Coming in at 59.4%, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Wow. And then, did you see that Jones and Mego put out a poll? And the Jones and Mego poll was, who is currently the worst head coach in Boston sports? Missoula, Cora, Monty, and Belichick. And Belichick won the poll easily. Look at how they have turned on him, Andy. Do you, do you think it's wrong? Um, I Right yes. now, snapshot. I, yes. Snapshot. I don't think he's the worst coach. He's the worst personnel manager. He's the worst general manager. He's the worst talent evaluator at this Who's point. Who's the worst Hands coach? Mm, I don't to think me, it's Joe Missoula's Cora... on the stripe shit. Oh, Cora. I, I, yeah. Well, we don't even really know what Missoula is. Right. We we really don't. But for the, I think Cora and Belichick have some similarities in that they're championship-winning bosses mm -hmm. who've been involved in terrible scandals, which I just came to my mind as I was saying the sentence. Mm -hmm. Um but who in recent years, their teams have not performed like well-coached, well-managed teams. Think of all the defensive and base running issues for your Boston Red Sox. Like, I like Cora. I think he's a good manager. Same. But in recent years, this has not been a fundamentally sound baseball team. Now, maybe they made some moves on the coaching staff this week that are tied into that. But 
I think he at least has to share some blame in that. And I think Belichick's the same thing. He's mm-hmm. a championship winner. He's an all-time great. But we, you and I have talked about it. Mm-hmm. This has not been a well-coached football team over the last couple of years in terms of mistakes and execution. It hasn't. And specialty, like that. So if you really look at the snapshot coaching window, this isn't who was the best, who, who, you know, who has the best career, whatever. This is right now the job they are doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's Belichick and Cora in a battle. I mean, Jim Montgomery's coming off the best regular season in the history of hockey. Yeah, but he pulled all the wrong levers and pressed okay. all the wrong buttons in the postseason. So I'd love to see Bill screw up in the postseason, but he's got to get there first. Oh, the sick burn brought to you by Awaken 180. Truth is never mean, my friend. No, that's true. That's true. That's very Same true. thing with Cora. I'd love to see him blow a postseason. <laughs> I'd love to see him get out Actually, of last he place. Was in the po- at least he was there. He was there more recently uh, than uh, same season, technically. Yeah, but, same. Uh, they both yeah. fell on their faces at some point. Now, he had a better run than Bill. Bill just yeah. fell on his face. So Our, it's, a, it's it was a good poll. Like, no, I know it was, it was probably I, concocted in the negative mind of Adam Jones, but uh, it's, it's kind of a good poll. All right, here we go to the phones. I see people lined up to take Belichick to task and defend their head coach of the last 20-something years and so much more. 617-779-7937, one of my favorite callers. Tony and Bridgewater's on the horn. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's happening, you guys? You know, these calls and stuff, better be careful what you wish for because it may come true. I, I, I got I to tell you something with this team. I heard of, I remember about five, six years ago, we were hearing about uh, McDaniel's going to be taking over for Belichick. He, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm laughing. He got laughed out of Denver. The guy is a terrible, terrible head coach. And we think Mayo's going to come in here and solve the problem. We don't even know what kind of coach he is. Like, it's so ridiculous. And so you don't make changes? Of this, so you don't make changes? Not, you just let yeah, status quo go? Changes, but, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. Mac Jones is 90% responsible for the way the Patriots are right now. Off the field, on the field, is nonsense. You know, he seems like a nice guy, but he is so full of crap. I remember Brady come on the radio here and said, 90% of what I'm talking, when I talk is nonsense, it's bull. I think about 99% with Mac Jones because I, he is so bad. He is so bad. Two weeks ago, he, he went up like he was sliding, like he was going to run, and he made a pitch forward like you see Mahomes makes, and it hit the foot of the guy three yards down the field. I'm not talking about the pat. I'm talking about his decision-making. Oh, I know which play you're pat. talking about, Tony. Yes, it was. He ran up to the line. It was panic pressure. And he just did some sort of flick out to either Montgomery or Ramondre in it, but landed at his feet. I may have even uh, exactly. shared it shared it on the X machine and You're said how ma- totally Mahomesian in sarcasm. God. Yeah, a pop one, a pop one, a football player could have made that play. Same with the pitch out. Like this guy, he's just not the guy. I don't know how many were watching the games, and I don't know how anyone could call and say it's not Mac Jones because I think he's ninety percent responsible. These players got to raise their eyebrows and say, this guy's our quarterback, and it just filters down and down. Belichick has still got his wits about him. And, I, you know, if there was an alternative or something, but I'm a Belichick guy right to the end. Uh, Tony, we always appreciate the call. Have a great rest of your Saturday. His line is now open at 617-779-7937. So there you go. So there's someone, there's a you know long-tenured, probably season ticket-holding Pats fan who will tell you that he thinks it is the quarterback's fault. Now, why do you think, Andy, 
people are having a harder time. Some people, or at least it seems like it's now kind of a, uh, a minority in Pat's nation, or at least the greater New England and Boston area. Why do you think somebody would not be able to see some of the fault in what Bill has done? Like the, the in Bill, we trust crowd. Are they are they just putting up their sandbags and preparing for the storm? Or do they really believe that this is just the fault, the fault of the players, the same players, of course, that Bill says, if things go right, praise them. But if things don't go right, you know, criticize me. Right. Um, people are just they don't know what to do. Basically, like they don't like change. They don't really want change. They've acted and thought one way for two decades. And I understand that. And there's been doubts from critics of Belichick before. And he turned those around before. So I think they hold out hope that um, he could do that again. And I understand the criticism of Mac because I I agree with a lot of what Tony said about Mac. Mm -hmm. But um, because I, I don't think we have any idea who Mac is. I, I think Tony's right with like the 99%. I, I, Mac I have no idea words. who he is. No, I, I, I actually have no idea who Mac Jones is. Nope. I, we never got a chance to learn who Jared Sidham was. At least we got, we got to know Cam Newton. Uh, you know, I know no one liked the on-field play later on, but at least the interviews were interesting. He's a colorful, brash, confident character. Uh, part of the reason Belichick may have stuck with him that year was because he knew the roster wasn't that good, and you know Cam was the bright, shiny object over here to distract the fans, the same fans that weren't even allowed to go to the stadium. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't like... Why can't people give us a... In an age, Andy, where shows like the Pat McAfee show, when I referenced a program earlier, when a show like that is going out of its way to allow you to connect to the personalities and the characters on the show so that you get a vi- a true vibe and feel of authenticity, which then gives you this feeling of ownership like, hey, it's like I'm hanging out with my buddies and they're talking sports and being kind of crass and irreverent and reasonably inform- informative. Like, this is a hang. This is fun. Why are people so afraid to just give you a glimpse into themselves? Is it out of fear that they're going to get a reprimand from Stacy or Burge or Bill? Is this just how he composes himself? I like. We got to know Tom, and at, at times, you know, maybe there there were certain things you criticized about him, like who the hell eats like that? That's so strange. Oh, Tom used to be one of us, and now he's elevated to super celebrity and lives an alien Tom Cruise style of life. But like, Tom always something about him just. We we maybe it was a lot of it was winning, but like we warmed to him. Yep. How can you warm to Mac Jones? Hello, hello. Well, there's times where I find him um, a tad bit likable because I do think he's been a dink for basically two and a half years here. But I don't know if the dink is him or is it's a character honed by Bears and Bill and the Ugh, pressure gross. and not whatever. Um, and I do give him that out. I think there's a chance. Now, he may just be a dink because, uh, again, we don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there is a pressure as young player getting here, and a lot of guys fall victim to it. I've told you I call it scared douchey. They're so mm-hmm. scared of misstepping and and getting the call to the coach's office that they put up these weird walls that become defense mechanisms. Now, some don't. Like, I think Cole Strange, for the most part, came in and kind of let his personality out. Now, he's an mm-hmm. offensive lineman. It's a totally different world, right? It's a damn shame he can't actually be on the field long enough for us to actually decide whether we like him or not. Cheap shot. Well, I can't. Cheap shot. He's, Andy, he's not a full bust yet, as some at the station have called him, but he's teetering on. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly way overdrafted. Oh, he overdrafted and under-influencing um, this team, right? Under-contributing 
to this team. Yeah, he should be a mainstay, and he doesn't feel like a mainstay in any way right now. But he brought personality right out the gates, if you remember, in some of his limited interviews. Cole Strange? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I was a huge fan right up until um, the part of the season where he wasn't able to do his job very well, got thrown back into the quarterback and made me made me miss Jack Mason uh, they terribly. Broke, yeah. They broke Fitzy. Fitzy oh, is broken. No, I'm just, again, Humpty once Dumpty again. was once on that wall. The Fitzy has had a great fall. Yes, and out came all the double dry hopped IPA wow. everywhere. Uh, also, boy, Pats are making lots of roster moves and news today. Uh, this just in from Tom Pelissero. Uh The Patriots have activated wide receiver Tyquan Thornton from IR. It is official. Woo-hoo. He'll be on the active roster tomorrow. So we had a need. We got a need for speed. That was an editorial note, obviously, if people didn't figure that out. Back to the tweet or the X. And elevated wide receiver Jalen Rager for Sunday's game versus las vegas no juju no pop douglas you will have tyquan thornton jalen rager as well as malik cunningham tomorrow so you could have a whole different look to the offense and this was sort of fate to complete it was only a matter of time new england also officially placed matthew judon on injured reserve uh 617-779-7937 is the telephone number steve tim ed don't you guys go anywhere we'll get to you all your calls when we come back it's a Patriot-centric Fitzy and Hart on a Saturday here on WEEI. WEEI. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. My biggest takeaway was it feels like Mac Jones does not have support throughout various levels of the organization. Uh, put another way, I feel like he no longer has support from the majority of the organization. Is that a fair characterization? That is, because I spoke to someone just last night after the story came out, and we spoke at length, and that was one person among, um, I would say, at least a few, but probably many, because you can only speak to so many people, that is firmly out on Mac. Like, they're over it. They, they don't think he's the answer. He's not someone helping the team. They know they're not alone in that. But two things. They're not a decision maker, and they also know that Bailey Zappi is not any better. And so that's where the Patriots are, is really stuck between a bad quarterback in a worse one. Okay, well, just real quick. When you say you talk to somebody, uh, whether it was last night or, or over time, the, the support that is waning with Mac Jones exists in the locker room with the players, correct? Some players and other, other places in the organization, yes. Well, wasn't that a damning little bit of news on yesterday's afternoon program? Our pal Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald who had two not one but two zesty pieces this week one along with our pal doug kide in the boston herald the friday piece about the people in the organization as well as league-wide who are not too hip to the talent level of the patriots but most especially the frustration people have with mac jones and his lack of talent uh also the fact that he's kind of been done dirty and then today's piece andy where he revealed that jacoby myers knew several days before Juju Smith-Schuster was signed, uh, and of course, Jacoby Myers went to Vegas, that he knew he was not going to be signed back to the Patriots, and then the news that leaks out that Bill was not even a big Juju guy, but was convinced by someone else inside the organization that Juju should be the guy that they signed. What fresh hell is this? I'm going to tell you, if I were Bill, I'd leak that too, whether it's true or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be cutting ties with Juju as fast as I possibly could. And that's what I'm talking about. I think you're going to start to hear more and more of this. And this has been something we haven't had a ton of over the years, but it's what happens to losing dysfunctional organizations. And that's the road this is going down. And that's why, 
to some degree, I think your hand is going to be forced if you're Robert Kraft because it's no longer just lack of talent or it's no longer, oh, we made the wrong decision on the coaching staff. Now it feels like it's it's throughout the entire, you know, like the mold is behind the walls. You knew you got a little yeah. wet last year with Matt Patricia. We had a leak, mm-hmm. but we fixed the leak. Ooh, now we found out that even though we fixed the leak, there's mold growing in the walls. Now we got to tear the whole damn thing down. And that's what I feel like. There is mold growing in the Patriots' walls right now. Tim and Chicopee, what's up, buddy? How you doing, guys? Oh, man, you kind of stole my thunder there. You, you gave a little bit of a corporate analogy. Here, here's what I'm going with it. The, the Patriots, exactly. It's not even a, a, about winning or losing on the field anymore. It's about their brand, right? And I think that's what, uh, was it Andy? I think you, you were getting at. Yep. Okay. So he, he, here it is. Right, their brand, which they built up over, oh my goodness, you know, Robert Kraft had the team, you know, twenty twenty five years, right? Thirty now, saved it, built the brand, yeah, thirty. Thank you. Okay, so here you do, you build that brand up, and the 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 organization seems to be caught into, well, let's just fire some workers, right? Corporate America, fire some workers. Uh, that'll get the heat off us. Nothing's going to be solved until Jonathan Kraft takes that team over and they provide a new direction. Let's be real. You know, Mr. Kraft, thank God for him. He's 86 years old, right? Bill Belichick, his legacy is never going to get destroyed or ruined. But it's time for the Patriots to get back into the, the organizational aspects. They built up that brand and then they will start winning again, and I'll listen to you guys talk. Thanks. Thank you very much for the call, Tim. We appreciate it. That was good. Uh, Quick correction, good, Robert's good 82. Take. Yeah, I was going to say 86. Let's not wish anyone's years away, let alone no. somebody who... And he's in pretty good shape for 82. Darn right. Fine. Yeah, he seems, um, to be, seems to be doing extremely well. And I Long don't necessarily um, agree with that. I You can question the way Robert has handled Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the sort of divorce breakup of the triumvirate that had so much success. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's incapable of making decisions. Do you? Do you think they need Jonathan to step in? Yeah. No, but I, I see that's funny because I heard earlier today uh, on the morning show here on Saturday on WEEI that a lot of people believe that change won't come up just the same way that Tim and Chicopee just said that you really won't see real change until Robert steps down and somebody like Jonathan takes over, that there's been too much worrying about imagery or there's been too much worried about optics and making sure that we're liked as opposed to, you know, making the tough decisions. Uh, I mean, for Robert Kraft also, like, he's in a little bit of a damned if he does, damned if he doesn't bind because he either he thought it was a good idea or he was convinced and sold on it just the same way that Belichick was with Juju over Jacoby, that letting... Tom Brady go was in the best interest of the organization. Spoiler alert, it wasn't a couple of years ago. And now if he cuts ties with Bill Belichick midseason uh, amidst whatever iteration this is of the rebuild post-Brady, then he's going to be the owner that somehow let Belichick and Brady go separately. And I don't think he wants that on his resume. So yeah, they both it's, a tough, go. it's a tight spot. It's a tight spot. But they both got to go. They can't live forever. They can't quarterback and coach forever. They were going to end. All good things come to an end. So, like, were we just going to, like, do the Ted Williams thing? Cut their heads off and try to keep them forever? Frozen? 
in Foxborough. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. I mean, no, well, I just, cryogenically grim. Like, at some point, you need to say, this is done. Like, we had a great run. You can't mm-hmm. do your job anymore. You can't do your job anymore. Whatever. It runs its course. I keep saying this. Like, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, whatever team you want to look at, they ran their course. And then some try to bring them back. Marv Levy didn't work in Buffalo. Joe Gibbs didn't work in Washington. Like, these guys, the game passes them by or they lose their fastball. Stuff happens. So there's no shame in it. And I've always believed, like, you let Tom Brady go a little too early. He wasn't going to win a Super Bowl here. I firmly believe that. I'll go to my grave thinking that. He was not going to win another Super Bowl with the Patriots the way the roster was deteriorating. He was getting frustrated and all of that. But you, you're, you, so you think Bill should have a job for life? No, like, I okay, don't at so, all. No, so I'm, I'm the one advocating for I'm not advocating for it. I'll never advocate for someone honestly openly losing their job. But I've almost thought that it could happen at any moment. Yes, you sort of you earn with your accomplishments, with your resume for everything you've done. You earn the right to go out on your terms or a bit more gloriously. But again, when you make decisions like he has and when you struggle to find a way back to relevance, to competitive excellence, to the postseason or even just near the top of the division, and you carry yourself in the unapologetic manner he does, you run the risk of, you know, that's blanking around, and one day you're going to find out. Yep, and he's finding out right now. And it show ain't fun. Ed's up in New Hampshire. What's up, Ed? Hey, how are you doing? Um, first of all, uh, I sympathize so much with you guys on Mondays because I feel like for the past couple of weeks, I mean, <laughs> we've just sympathized so much with, with, you know, having nothing to talk about, and I, I think that's, uh, a glaring example of poor management from the Patriots. I mean, they've got to show something on Sundays, not zero points. So, but what I w- really wanted to go back and circle back around to was an analysis of uh, of our coach and say there are certain things that, from a management perspective, um, I think um, should be noted. They don't have to be lauded necessarily, but of all the people that have worked for him, I think a majority of them have had growth potential that. Um, led to coaching opportunities within the organization and others. So from a fraternity boy perspective, like if you make it into his fraternity, you've got a greater shot for longevity in a very tough market for coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to know maybe if you could point out one or two people that were, you know, beneficiaries of that beyond his family, but you could include them. And then lastly, I think the Patriots became an international brand too big to manage. Um, I think Manchester United, like for example, in England is an example of a team that, got crushed when they lost their their big um you know uh coach and um i just wanted to analyze it like comparatively like that because i do also watch a lot of soccer over there um and so i'll just leave it at that all right very well thanks thanks for the call um which part should we break down there first okay so the first part I think he's right. Once you're mm-hmm. kind of entered into Bill Belichick's world, you yes. do have a long-term career. The fraternity, stability. yes. Okay, we'll go yeah, with the fraternity aspect. Yeah. You know, there were some over the years that was cleaning the house the other day, uh, the Josh Boyers, the Chad O'Shea's mm-hmm. that kind of went aren't their they? separate ways. Um, Boyer, I believe, is still with the Chiefs. O'Shea was with the Browns last I knew. Um, don't quote me that he still is necessarily. There's been Where's guys- uh, Shaplinsky? He, he's with somewhere? the Giants, I believe, hmm. with Dable, okay. maybe. Hmm. Um, so guys move on, and some of them they choose to move on with one of the assistant coaches that they have relationships with. Um, 
but there's definitely we've talked about it for years it's not just the nepotism there are a lot of guys that come in at a low level work their way up and they are beholden to bill belichick and whether you like that don't like that want guys that have more variety of experiences from other organizations he wants his guys he wants his dependables and Mm -hmm. that's been players and coaches that's been a characteristic of um two plus decades as far as the uh, Manchester United, I don't know anything about them when they lost their coach. I'm not sure when they lo- what coach they lost. I, I, I know need Wayne... a football expert. Yeah, not to, I, I like watching it, but I'm not that much of an expert. I do, I I like do enjoy it. I do enjoy the football with an F and a U, but I do not know enough, Excuse nor will me? I deign to pretend. That's a, the football. That's a F-U-T-B-O-L, football. Sound like you're being mean to me. I was certainly not. No, not towards you. Just in general, I was just. I thought I, I had a I, new show name, by the way. Grammatic, grammatically accurate. Oh, go ahead, hit me. Fitzy and smart. Ooh. I'm just gonna go ahead and let that one linger there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> just let everyone, just let everyone breathe that one in, folks. Just steer yep. it. It'll be gone in a second. Don't worry. Just oh! maybe grab, grab oh, a screw news. You. Get grab out. A new- I'm, I'm better than the Patriots right now. Grab a newspaper and waft that away. Maybe I'll see if I can have my son literally play a sad trombone for us uh, that we can add to the soundboard. To uh, can we have that ready for tomorrow in case we need it for the six-ring posting? <laughs> can you teach him sad trombone? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.